Hey, what's good, people? This is episode seven of a detachment of the of the, op, of the option podcast. This is called Sports Debate Tuesday. This episode is brought to you by Beach Volleyball National Events and brought to you by Endless Summer Beach Volleyball. Come play with us and NY Varsity Sports. Watch me. Watch you. So here we are. I'm Jason DeBeers. That is Rob. Keep it McLean. McLean. What's good, bro? We here another day. Another day, another dollar. But for the people listening at home, you missed her the last two weeks. And we got to give the people, give the people what they want. There she is. (laughs) Miranda. You were missed the last two Ooh, weeks. We, I finally we di- got one. I got a song. Dude, we did it. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen. We did it. Rob, Rob will tell you, we did it, but it held on by a thread, okay? We you can't live without great. you. We can't smile without there you. Words don't mean nothing. Oh, right? my God. Stop telling me more. Mm, yeah. Oh, see? No, oh my God. I got the hue. The hue. We got a hue red on that camera to, to blow up the already blushed, blushed That's face. That's <laughs> it. All right. So what's good? Good? Ready to go? I'm ready to go. All right. I, t- I talked enough, Ash. Let's do it. All right, let's start off. Okay, this past weekend, the Lakers defeated the top seed from the East Coast, the Bucks, and the crosstown rivals, the, Cri- the Clippers. Woo. Jason, the question is, did LeBron steal the regular season MVP in just three days? Rob, it's weird. Like, uh, uh, before I answer that, and I usually answer it first, uh, we had this, this discussion about making a statement and how I always hated making a statement, because that term, because it's always based on what other people think mm-hmm. instead of what, you know, you're just putting in the work and the statement takes care of itself. They made a statement. And LeBron, right now, um, I mean, is the runaway MVP, to answer your question, um, for now. For now, there was a discrepancy. They're like, oh, you know what? He's been in the league all this long. This is the campaign year. We should just give it to him. And everybody's like, no, 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 no. Numbers are numbers. It's the Greek freak. It's the Greek freak. He leads. He's uh, he's about to shatter every record in player efficiency. Mm -hmm. And then this weekend happened. This weekend happened. That man took care of his MVP rival. He took care of his crosstown rival all in a matter of two and a half days. Clean sweep. The first game, LeBron James came up with 37 points, eight boards, eight assists. The second one, LeBron James, 28 points, eight rebounds, nine assists. Those are normal day numbers for an everyday MVP. And that is our man who just swept it out in one weekend. Two quality teams, the number one seed in the East Coast, the number three or number four seed in the West Coast, but but we both conceded was a stylistic bad matchup for the Lakers stylistically smilistically the man only one man doesn't care about that and that Mm. man is the MVP right now LeBron James gotta give it to you I mean yeah LeBron man he shows you again like he's just recreating himself you know he's doing the best he can with what he has now you know and that doesn't mean that a 6'9 or 6'8 you know whatever you want to call him you know, 250 is still not going to be able to dunk easily and, you know, drive the lane pretty well with nobody contesting him. Like, he's on guards now. Yeah. He's on two guards. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not on threes and fours and banging with the big bodies, you know. Like, he doesn't have to play the five and be the five that can play everything. He's the one, you know. So, it's – the league is changing, but so is he. And he's evolving and he changed. And I think the game is just – opened up and i think he's actually shown even 
even I thought it was a week before this when Zion when he played Zion because uh-huh. I thought Zion was like the big you know the next coming super hyped up and like what does he really do physically that LeBron did at that age maybe that put them on the same level and then you see that game and Zion compared to LeBron is a, is a rotation player right you know yeah and then you know Kawhi compared to LeBron is a star and he still will always be great Kawhi but he's never gonna be a unanimous league MVP year after year after year after year. I mean, after a while, it fades, doesn't it? it if you remember or, Michael Jordan. Do you remember? Uh, this is way before your time. Charles Barkley played for the Phoenix Suns and oh, got yeah. MVP in 1993. Oh, yeah. It should have been Jordan. It's just that somebody stood out besides Jordan right. that swayed people to vote that way. And, and it's very, very easy to gloss over the fact right. that this man is has been in the league uh, almost two decades and two is still decades. performing at this high level. High His level. conditioning, along with the science, con- con- in conjunction with such conditioning, is off the page mm. the man is in the best shape of his life now everybody's like when are you going to slow down when are you going to slow down he hasn't slowed down yet so i guess my question is is this one of those games my question to you is this one of these these two games where all of the stars did their job and then whoever wins you give it up you, you got to give kudos to the biggest star um because if you look at the numbers let me let me let me let me steer you into okay. this okay you got a G- uh, greek freak all right he didn't play a bad game he got 32 points 11 rebounds six six boards uh dante divinceno was like 17 points in 25 minutes so that was a, that was a good pitch in um they didn't do too well from the three-point line but neither did thing. the lakers you know six for 32 but they don't need yeah anthony to. davis also put up 30. that's, that's right? a deal that's so, a deal breaker right so there. yeah so that's the first game the second game um, Anthony Davis also put up 30. So, you know, uh, Kawhi, Kawhi didn't have a bad game either. He had 27 points. Paul George had 30. Um, so was it more about just the stars doing their job or what other people might have been? Um, I mean, there's always got to be someone that plays bad, or one or two people that play bad that make them win these games. I believe that no matter what player you are, the best team that's built is going to win. So the best team that's built for the players that they have. Uh-huh. Kawhi Leonard is a star. He's not a superstar. I do not like how they put people in certain echelons. And I, I know this is going to sound crazy, but just because of the inability to to foster your own, your own amazing, like your own greatest, I think Anthony Davis is still a star. But he's one of the brightest stars there is, but he's not a superstar. I'm just saying. Yo, you know why that ding went off, right? Yeah. That ding went off in my head when you said not a superstar. That's ding, it's like, Jason, wake up. Because Rob, I got to remind Rob McLean, we don't do drug testing on this all show, I'm but saying, I'm telling you. All I'm saying <laughs> is that he, his measurables, everything tests out is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with like a Calvin Johnson. I'm not saying he wasn't the greatest receiver of all time, but he never won rings. Why? Mm. Because certain things... You know, you, you have to be a team. You have to be a team. Just like what we were talking about before or what we're going to talk about later, you know, you can't have too much money in one position. Hmm. You know, it's just all that together. So I think that the Clippers have the best chance of beating the Lakers because they're stylistically, the best yeah. built. All right. They're the best built. Okay. You know, like Kawhi and Paul George can both put up more than 30 a game. So they can match LeBron and AD and they're shooters. They're not in the paint. And then, you know, handling the ball. You know, those are not two shooters. Right. So, um, and their teams are, I think the Clippers have a better bench. 
Reggie Jackson, yeah. Lou Williams, like Montrezl and, Harrell. And, and I think they lost got, because their bench came up short. I mean, you yes. you, you look at um, what's well, this cat's came name? Up short, what's this know? cat's name? They were just um, Marcus Morris. Yeah, Marcus Morris, who but usually puts up stuff. New. Dude scored one point, jacked up seven threes, hitting on them. The whole yeah. team was like seven for thirty-one from behind the three-point line. But again, I, that's so, a team thing. I don't believe right. that's a him thing. That's a, a coach coming to you saying. All right, you got to take mm. sh- the right shots. I don't care. You can have a green light, but yeah. if you're going 0 for 3 in your last three shots, your next shot better be wide open yeah. or it better be a pass and a pass back wide open yep. or it better be a drive to the lane and you missed or you make, but you don't miss a drive to the lane. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yes. It's like make your next damn shot. Don't miss. You yes. cannot go 1 for 7. That's yeah. that's where I think, again, the players take over too much with the coaches, I'm not trying to go too far, but no, you need great management. You need great leadership. Yeah, you know, and Doc Rivers is a great leader. Got to yeah. kind of lead a little bit more. I don't see them winning the championship this year. I still think the Lakers are going to dominate. I still think MVP is going to be LeBron. But the best team built around the best players is the Clippers. But yeah. um, LeBron is LeBron, man. He's gonna he's reinvented himself, and now he's gonna reinvent the league. We're going to see a whole bunch of Giannis playing the points mm-hmm. or big guys playing point. Now I'm telling you, it's just going to happen. It's just going to be the game. Look at Luka Doncic. He's like 6'6". Six, six. So that's just what it is. I think it was a show of what's going to happen, which is LeBron reinvented the game. Yes. And G- Giannis is a step behind because he's trying to learn how to shoot when he should just find other ways to dominate like that's Rob, not his game all right rob mclean you ain't you ain't getting off that easy Mm-mm. you ain't get look at first i want to co- commend you because star, i have um star. stars and superstars star. and all that stuff i'm i'm a quote the great the great um wwf um and nwa legend rick flair mm. when he had a problem everybody calling themselves legends he had a problem with randy orton this one calling himself a legend that one called himself a legend at triple h that's a legend he's like Shawn michaels you're great but not a legend. He says, Mick Foley, not a legend, not even great. Woo! So, so I understand the whole I superstar thing. And I, and, I, and I, we could highlight people like maybe DeRozan, maybe maybe even Paul George at the end of that. But the blasphemy of just calling Kawhi Leonard a star, a oh, two-time MVP with that. two different teams, just a star. Rob McLean. Miranda, what did you feed this boy this morning? Mm-mm. Some good brothers. Just some brothers burritos. Mm. I can't mess with that. I think, you, I, think you, I think you just shut me down. All I'm going to say Damn, is... Damn, I was. I had a whole... I and, know you, and you said Brothers Burritos. I know people in California, you know what we're talking about. I just... I'm hungry now. Mm. I don't even want to talk about this no more. I, I'm just saying, oh. I got I to... Gotta, because I got to... You know, you clapped at me, I got to clap back. Just a little bit, you know what I mean? Um, just blast, blasphemy. Kawhi, so disrespectful. Kawhi and Anthony Davis, maybe it's because it's the era of LeBron, have not been able to break through. And whether it's just from the four position from the position that anthony davis is playing he might have all the measurables he blocks he rebounds he does everything but he doesn't win yet you yeah know what i mean on an nba level well he you know, ain't he gonna win his, he ain't gonna win when he's a leader but that's what i mean yeah you know it's not gonna be like even chris paul had something else but like still he just it's just not there you and know i got what a, I, mean? I got a huge problem with people calling him a superstar right just right. because he does can, great things with bad situations, I mean, he's they, done a they lot. ain't no way in hell you can someone like you're gonna call uh, Kawhi a star and that person a superstar. I know you're no. gonna go that route. No. Um, that's just no. ridiculous. Uh, and I say the brightest of stars. Like I'm yeah. not trying to shot, but I'm just saying there's a. I feel like there's a difference between somebody being uh, a unanimous ho- Hall of Fame player yeah. 
and someone that's got to wait two or three years to get in. I think there's a difference. But don't you think there's a level between star and superstar and and, and something that's above superstar that that that, no. that does a unanimous that, a unanimous Hall of Fame? That has to be a category for them because no. they're they're the I'm best. I'm just saying of the best. not every superstar is a unanimous Hall of Fame. I'm just saying right. you know the instant you see a superstar is like you're even wow. gonna think about it. Yeah, yeah, like skill, yeah. talent, like Kevin Garnett. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Still never truly. Did everything he could with his, you know, yeah. with his his volleyball greatness. But yeah, like he still. <laughs> you said volleyball agreed. greatness. <laughs> volleyball, basketball greatness. Sorry. But like, he still just he did almost reinvent the game. You know, yeah. big man shooting. Like, yep. play for 14, 15 years. You know, win at the end of your career. Like that's. Hey, Kevin mm. Garnett. Whole bunch of things First about we're, we're getting messages about the if they, are the Olympics still going to happen and this and that, yeah, but we're going to we're going to revisit yeah, that yeah. at the end. But um, yeah, I do think that there are categories. I do think that there's um, like first of all, is the NBA that the best of the best elite athletes? So all of them deserve the, the recognition as elite athletes. So you got to leave that athletes. Then you have stars like Rayonich or whatever, you know, upcoming people. Then you got superstars. These are the people that are like starters in the All Star game or whatever. And then you have Something that's above superstar, Trent, like LeBron or or Dwayne Wade or or um, Steph um, Curry. Steph Curry, yes, yeah. Steph Curry, Durant, Kevin like, Durant. You know, hmm. um, story but, story re- story because, still being written, but, I, but I, I think when it's done, I agree with you on that. Like, I think talent wise, there, but I think again, he held himself back in a world yeah. that we never even knew about before. You it's know, true. Steph Curry went to a whole other stratosphere. Yeah, like for what reason? Like yeah. what, and that's what people would still try that to man say. changed the game the way basketball is being played so right. you gotta give but he like, gotta be something but, above but, superstar but, but how <laughs> do you know what I mean that's was that a rhetorical what, question kind of walk me through because it because it's it's almost it's so undescribable that it's just like glossed over just like LeBron he came in he was the hype and then where did the hype go it just like stayed there and just kept going up and there was like I can't I don't know what to say. That's yep. that's what it is. It's just undescribable talent with confidence and then you know other things you build on top of that but never dipping down. Like James Harden, he was there's been like three different James Hardens in basketball in the world and he's got a lot of pull, but he was to have like like Kobe Bryant pull in like China and like with the whole cook cooking stuff, like everybody forgets about that, but like He's just like had so many like different ways to interact and to be involved with the fans and and, and sports. It's like that's breaking barriers. You know, that's changing the game. You know, just like you're saying, like game changers. Most of a lot of them are superstars, but not all of them. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? There are some who, you know, don't want the don't want that. So Rob, Rob McLean season ends today as LeBron James, the MVP. Oh, yeah, today, yeah, for sure. Okay. For sure. Before we go to the next topic, you talked about people that transcend the sport and and people that are recognized internationally. Um, Since I'm wearing the Brooklyn shirt, (laughs) that's where my my story began, okay? Um, And, of course, got my Brooklyn Nets hat. Because I'm no more Knicks. I'm just... The Knicks are just And guess what, people? We just getting... Oh, my God! Oh, my God! We just getting started. Mm. Oh, my God! All right, but before we go to the next thing, I want to plug in, in the spirit of Brooklyn, Stephon Marbury. Went to Abraham Lincoln High School. Mm. I went to, um, I think, Georgia Georgia Tech one year and then eventually wound up in the NBA. Is in China right now. They built a statue for him. 
He's been playing ball in China and the reception, yeah, and they built a statue for that guy. That man has always tried to do the right thing. The man made a sneaker that was that was like affordable, like Ewing tried to do, and had some heightened level of success. So I got to give it up for my Brooklyn boy. Congratulations, Stephon Marbury, who found a place to land. It's not the NBA, but at the end of the day, when you have a whole bunch of people that worship the ground you walk on and you enjoy playing there, there are some things that are more important in life. So he, he can tuck in his basketball career exactly where he wants to be. Good for you, my man. Yeah. What's up? Stefan. <laughs> All right, moving on to the Knicks. New York Knicks super fan Spike Lee ran into some trouble getting into MSG last week, leading to high emotions that made the national headlines. Rob, is this another example of Knicks owner James Dolan going a little bit too far? This is bait, Rob. Always. <laughs> Always James Dolan's fault. I mean, do you see the, the he just, I don't, I don't even think I've ever seen the man with a smile on his face. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if he just, he enjoys making his employees, his fans, you know, the league just feel bad, look bad, and just hate themselves. I, guess. I don't know. It's just like, he's just, I don't know. This is, this is all I can get from it because there's nothing that makes me happy to be a Knicks fan. Absolutely nothing, except for Willis Reed in 1972, you know, Patrick Ewing in 1990. Come on, man. Like, it's been 30 years. 30 years. That's what, Okay, and this is actually what I did want to say. Like, I know I'm going off on it, but... No, it, people, before you say what, what the other thing, it was me. I came up with this topic. No, but this is this is the real thing. So, look, if if players can can be stripped of their ability to play, you know, and I'm talking about all sports... How are owners not held to the same accountability? I know there's a bunch of billionaires, and this is where you know the players understand that the commissioner is a part of the owners, not a part of that, like to help grow the game, you know. And that's where I, I love seeing Adam Silver is where I think he's not controlled by either side. It's just about the integrity of the game. And it's oh, already thing. one of the best commissioners, so uh, like a, such a short thing, time span in. I think the best thing David Stern ever did. David Stern again best you know gosh man i can't talk we did clean it up right cleaned it up man yeah you know it's and it was like small but big anyway no yeah go ahead sorry um yeah so james don't like i don't get how uh a commissioner can't step in and be like you're not and i don't know how it hasn't been since for 30 years but how can't they step in and be like you're you're ruining the integrity of our league and one of our biggest markets Everybody wants to go there, but you're actually making nobody want to come because of you. You need to go. Yeah. Uh, you know, players get stripped of their ability because they do things to make their bodies be able to play more, and it's a not a good look for the league, and they get stripped. But owners, where there's billionaires lining up, millionaires lining up to be involved in games like this, it's just somebody sad to see. Somebody save us. Sad to see. Yeah. All right, listen, Rob McLean. <laughs> I could get into this whole thing about how him and an upper manager have dropped the ball in recruiting like these five-star players of what you would affectionately refer to as superstars, okay? May have a chance to get LeBron James. You got a chance to get uh, Kevin Durant and Irie Kirby, uh, Kyrie Irving on or whatever. They took a trip south, wound up in Brooklyn with the Nets, okay? Um, not going to get into that because we, you know, we got other stuff we want to get into, but I will uh, do the best I can to answer the current question. Did he go too far with Spike Lee? And the answer is yes. I have a question for you. Would that ever happen to Jack Nicholson? Jack N- Nicholson. No. Biggest Lakers fan. Toronto Raptors. 
do you, do you do you ever see some drama like that going down with Drake? I don't know if he's necessarily the most super fan, but yeah, I understand what you're saying. Like, it's terrible. It's terrible. So the, my question is, and this this is the one I think I'm just gonna answer for myself. Should that happen to Spike Lee? No. The man averages, and I got the numbers right here. He averages $3,400 per ticket. So every time that guy shows up, he spends $3,400. He spends $299,000. Let's just call it $300K right, for the year. So for his, his, his lifelong, um, being a lifelong Nick, the man has spent a total of over $10 million. And, and you have a problem with him using an employee entrance, Okay. He should have a goddamn helicopter landing pad. All right. He is not just a fan. There, just like you said, there's levels to the NBA players, superstar, this and that, elite, uh, MVP. Dude, he is a super fan. He's a super duper fan. All right. This man for 28 years has been using the employee entrance, which is limited to supposed to be limited to employees and um, the media. All right. They. So basically, for those of you that are not kept caught up on this, but this made national news. Even CNN had it. Well, it was talking about it. You got political channels talking about it, for Christ's sakes. So basically, he goes into the employer entrance one day, and he's got security waiting. Takes the, they, they scan his ticket, takes the elevator up, and he's got a buttload of security people there that he said, it looked, they made it look like I stole something from Macy's and tried to make a getaway. And they're like, you have to leave the arena and go out and all the way around Back to the VIP entrance, which I understand anyone that's grew up in New York knows the VIP entrance. Um, well, yeah, I don't know if you have VIPs, but um, it's two blocks. So you want this guy who, who's, who's middle-aged, almost old, right? Uh, um, don't feel like moving around to leave. Go all the way around after they already scanned his ticket. Because you, once you scan the ticket, what happens, Rob? You leave, You what happens? You can't what? Say it with me. You can't come back. You can't get back in. So eventually they, they smoothed it out and Dolan raised his hand and then basically the media blew up, uh, their, their upper management blew up Spike Lee saying, oh, you know, his complaint is laughable and this and that. Um, we sent him a, a, a notice saying he can't use that anymore and he's like, by what? Was it email? Was it phone call? Was it singing telegram? Was it a candygram? Huh? Was it one of those things? Tell me about what means you sent it to me. They don't want to answer that. So that shows we call BS. Mm -hmm. Absolute BS. All right. So the question is, has Dolan gone too far? Uh, on a normal day? No. But uh, as far as like like a movie that comes to its, to its climatic series where it just keeps getting more heightened and more heightened and more heightened where it builds up where something's about to explode? Hell yeah, he did. Mm -hmm. James Dolan, you've gone too far, all right? But I ain't, you know what? Because this is a debate show and because we keep Eminem and each other talking about the, the thing, you know, I already know what you're about to say against me <laughs> before mm -hmm. I could even talk. I will highlight by saying on a professional note, what we're doing now, yeah, we got to talk about it because it made national headlines. On a personal note, Brooklyn, Nets, I don't care, okay? I do care about my about people like Rob who are heartbroken. I do care about people like Spike Lee who have been the who has been there when the Knicks were uh were basically just letting anybody beat up on them. Yeah. Right? It's, it's sad. And that's the funny thing is You you want Rihanna to join the Knicks cuz they they wouldn't beat nobody. <laughs> you know, come on. The that's the thing is like he had to walk out two blocks, go back in the VIP, and... And, and, and possibly be denied entry because they already yeah, scanned his ticket. But also, he got to go watch the Knicks. That's the worst of it. <laughs> you know, he actually probably had a better night just going home, having a steak, and 
eating, you know, and just letting it blow over. I know it sucks, but it's like you don't mess with people. Don't he people? Did it, I mean, he did you, it the right way. It's just like he, he probably had a better night than he did going to the game. No, we're listen. We're on the West Coast right now, right? Now we. I'm, I would love to say people. Oh, you, if you're not from New York, you don't understand what this is about. No, I, you don't have to be a New Yorker to understand that you don't mess with people who cement their legacy as fans or players. What happened to Charles Oakley a couple of years ago was despicable. Hmm. Having him forcibly removed. First of all, if you ever seen him play basketball, you know he don't like to be touched. So you got a whole bunch of guys touching him, which is only going to uh, uh, um, agitate him further. Now he's literally being escorted, escorted out. That's ridiculous. That's that 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 was despicable. It was really. And, and don't, don't and don't tell me that that doesn't have that. James Dolan's hands all over it, yeah. just like this does. Or just negligence. You know, negligence is is just as bad. You know, not caring about your organization enough to not have bad publicity. Mm-hmm. You know, like. James Dolan, helicopter pad, apology, in that, uh, maybe not in that order, maybe apologize first, write it, say it on national TV, Uh, Lisa helicopter and land Spike Lee's Brooklyn butt from Bed-Stuy all the way to Madison Square Garden and land on top, all right, and then have Jay-Z shake his hand and they both walk in there together, (laughs) assuming Jay-Z's not at Barclays, you know, I mean, come on, he's doing things there. Definitely at Barclays. All right. You ready? Yeah, blood pressure's alright. <laughs> yeah, I have my blood. My, no, my blood pressure's good. I had it taken. We're good. All right, it was like all one, right. one ten over seventy. That's a normal day. All right, we're gonna turn to this past weekend in UFC. We had Israel Adesanya defeat Yoel Romero to retain his title in what some would call a disappointment. So, Jason, who is more responsible, the champ or the challenger? Rob McLean. Mm-hmm. It's the challenger, right? The the champ Israel Adesanya we can now call a, a reigning defending champion. He's won the interim title, but but Rob Whitaker has been out so long. You really, in essence, it was really he was the champion until Whitaker was ready to fight. Mm-hmm. He was ready to defend his title again uh, before before Whitaker was ready. This man is does not want to wait around. He was nice enough, even though all the UFC um, uh, brass was like no. This isn't the right time. Yo, Romero just lost twice. He had two cracks. He had two bites at that apple. Ten whole rounds and lost. You're not gonna. You're not gonna. You shouldn't fight someone that just lost two. How are you gonna give him a third one? Why? Because this man wants to stay active. He knew at some point he has to fight this guy to put it on his resume. And to his credit, he's like, sign the dotted line. Let's give it to Yoel. A man who we both can concede changes people's uh, the uh, the the footprint of the 185 pound division. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, everybody that's fought that man has never been the same. Machida is not even in the UFC anymore. He's in Bellator. Luke Rocco got knocked into 205 pounds. Chris Weidman got knocked into 205 pounds and bounced back. All right, this man has knocked down Jacare in a razor close decision. I thought Jacare would have won, but but Jacare was not the same. Everybody who has fought Yoel Romero has not been the same. But with this, with that being said. If I give someone a bone, I don't give a damn if it tastes good or not. You are the challenger. You want to be the champion. And you want to stand in the middle of the cage in the octagon and have a staring contest at this man saying, no, you go first. To a counter-striker, you deserve to lose. Seven total strikes the first, first, mat, the first round. 
four to three Adesanya. Even though I would give Romero the first round because the one time he did crack him, I <laughs> think he was like, ah, ah, what happened to my ah, ah, what happened to my ah. So to answer your question, I because I got to give you some time on this, I could go all day. Rob mm-hmm. McLean, yo, the onus is on the, the the onus is on the challenger. For me, <clears throat> I believe it was definitely more of Adesanya. Um, he, for me, controlled the fight. I mean, obviously, they were both counter-strikers, but there was a lot more cerebral activity. And uh-huh. I guess you could just... It's just how the fight moves. <clears throat> this is why, you know, Joe Rogan always says, like, there's not... or The guys, uh, when Joe Rogan asked how uh, the, one of the judges, like, how many legit UFC judges are there at any time, you know, at one time? Like, 12, you know? Yeah. And there's a lot of fights going on around the world. So there's a lot of judges that don't really understand what they're looking for, you know? Mm-hmm. And even boxing was behind the times in, in the judging aspect. But what I'm trying to get though, to is I, that, I think Vegas has gotten better with their athletic commission. It has. It definitely you know? has. But I'm just saying, like, the scoring aspect of the sport, of, mm-hmm. like, what you're looking for in a fighter that gives you the advantage of giving him that strike as opposed to maybe it was a power strike or it was just a regular strike, you know, or if it was a leg strike or if it was like a, a, a miss, you know what I mean? So, right. um, and so just the activity level that, you know, Adesanya was, was doing and it just, he controlled the fight and he made Yoel, even though Yoel got him, he made much more consistent strikes, much more combined, uh, controlled strikes, um, not falling over, you know, all these aspects of body control has a lot to do in the minds of, you know, judging. So I feel like Adesanya w- was a better counter striker, and um, yeah, he just did more to to excite. I think that that matters, you know, to be an excitable fighter. You know, Yoel is talent has his talent is excitable. You know, what he could do is excitable, but Adesanya can actually make it happen when he needs it to right so he might get cracked but he can come back faster because he's not like oh crap i have to do something you know he's like i'm just i just need to do my job again and if i need to do it more discipline i'll do it more discipline but like it's oh it should always be about counter-strike and that's what floyd mayweather was all about you know counter-strike 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 oh you're not ready because i have all this energy i'm gonna now be offensive i'm gonna be offensive when you're not used to being offensive you're, yeah. you're offensive i'm going to use it against you and that's you know a chess match so rob this is for me this is one of these matches where because your your, your romero is interchangeable mm-hmm. he can be a counter striker or he can uh dominate octagon control and push the pace mm-hmm. i didn't know he's very interchangeable he, he um listen well, i mean you might disagree because a lot of his victories his most um his highlighted victories came from counters Right. If you look well, at Chris no, Weidman, Chris Weidman got murked coming in. Remember that that third round? Mm-hmm. He just got he got God, that that was just brutal. Um, sorry, complete your thought. Well, no, what I was saying was I, I think <clears> it's just because uh, for me, what I've seen of Yoel Romero's career, career is his, you know, I always see the weakness, like the weaknesses, right? So his weakness is that he doesn't have a gas tank. So for me, you know, and you see it, and they, and thank goodness for Joe Rogan again that he breaks down Yoel Romero so well. Where man, thank God for that guy, yeah, for real, because it's hard to see all the things. That some like, especially the first, you know, first couple times you start watching, you don't really know what you're looking for, but then you start to see things, and it goes so much deeper. But 
just on you know the counter strike and the ability to to to, to be interchangeable um yoel is t has he has to stop he can't fight all the time you yeah know, he has to he has a flurry. Maybe he doesn't know how to control how much he's flurrying, which he doesn't. He just keeps going yeah. and he gasses himself. You know, it also has to do with your muscle content. Like Adesanya is very lanky, very stringy. Five inch stringy, reach, strong, five inch um, reach difference. Right? And that's yeah. why the whole thing was about can he defend takedowns? Because if, yeah. he can, if he can defend takedowns, if he doesn't get taken down, which yeah. again, I don't know where that was. Yep. Best wrestler in the building, why aren't you taking people down? Or why aren't you creating a game, like I say again, with Khabib? If Khabib is such a good wrestler, he doesn't have to be that good on it with his hands. Mm -hmm. Then who are these other top wrestlers? Right. Olympic wrestlers. <clears throat> I'm the best Samba, wrestler. Samba. Samba. Even yeah. Askren. Like, he came with all this hype of like, oh, don't let him get you to the ground. You know, Cormier. Oh, don't let him get you to the ground. When's the last time you've seen Cormier roll on the ground with a guy? I don't care if he's in lightweight. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a minute. It's yeah. been a while. And I was like, why yeah. isn't anybody doing that with him? His back is hurt. Knees are hurt. You know, so again, I just, and there's MMA wrestling too right. that that factors into it, right? So some people, but you know, it's you, just changing. You're not trying to now. pin someone one two, you know, for a one count. You're trying to totally, yeah. So, but but getting them down to the <clears> ground, <throat> you're in the total advantage, and especially if they're not at your level or like uh, Colby Covington. You uh -huh. know, I don't know why he's not able to do some things that he's able to do against other guys. You know, like he made uh, Rafael dos Anjos look like. A chump. Wow. And I'm yeah. not even going to throw him under and the how? bus like that. But No, that was just... He chumped him. It didn't even it look like... It didn't even look like a match. Yeah. At all. And honestly, I thought his best performance, uh, Covington, Robbie, was the loss. Robbie, Robbie Lawler, though. Yeah. I think that was one of his best performances. Yeah. I know, like, yeah, he split his lip and, like, he came back, but... No, but him showing I, that he can strike a, a little bit. Like, can, if, like between him power. and... um, But you remember between him and whatever, mm -hmm. they had a wrestler's agreement, I guess, to... There wasn't one takedown attempt in the, all five rounds. So that was that was pretty cool to see that he's got a heart like that, too. It is. I do not like the guy. I was glad... And I speak for both of us at that's when I say well, I was glad he lost. Mm -hmm. Okay, but but man, that was something. That was hard on both of them. They both want two guys that were like, "This is my legacy." So mm -hmm. that's that's a whole different thing. Yeah. It is. So so you think the onus is more on Adesanya? Always on Adesanya because yeah. <clears throat> of what he does. You yeah. know, he's better at what he did than right. anything that Yoel Romero did. Yeah. Right. And was much more effective. How much of this? And you go back a little bit. How much of this reminded you of Anderson Silva against Damian Maya? If you I remember, mean, Damian Maya, I'll, I'll remind you, Damian Maya went against Silva and like for four of the five rounds, the last four rounds, every time he got knocked down or went for a takedown and missed, he just laid on his back and just kept inviting Anderson Silva. And Anderson Silva just stood over him for like a whole minute yeah. and then eventually let him up. And the fans started booing Anderson. And yeah. Dana White, this is at Abu Dhabi, Dana White even refused to put the belt on Anderson Silva's waist. And, and I was, I'm always quick to defend the champ. I'm like, you can't lay on your back like a dead cockroach inviting someone to do something, you know, inviting someone down to beat, so you can beat them at your game when he's the champion. Yeah. You know, so that that was where the brunt of my argument came from, and and I was gonna say you were nuts well, for saying it was on Adesanya, but your argument, dude, your argument is is valid because um, it's what Adesanya does. He counters, he pushes the pace, he picks his spots. Sometimes, in his defense, though, sometimes you go against someone like Yo Romero that might be impossible to knock out, and you gotta find another way to win, right? Oh, you don't knock him out, you didn't finish him, you didn't win. That's a bunch of horse no. crap. Well, <laughs> the thing is, is like. In, in actuality, there's not really rounds to a fight, you know? So, like, when you're fighting, you know, these are, like, simulated 
responses to situations right yeah so like except the rules yeah, yeah. i mean uh, but but that's what that's the situations you're in that's why these guys are so hyper focused on like doing the correct things in the right situations so right. you don't get your head taken off yeah right? no doubt so it's just very interesting how like the the cerebral players you can see the difference between them yes like, dominic cruz I don't like his execution anymore, but I loved the system he created for footwork and to try to mimic something. That and do you see how many fighters have imitated that? Right. And, and and I'm glad he did. You know why? Because there's some people that took it and used the slips to take chances like Dillashaw. If you, if you ever saw the fight between right. Dillashaw and Cruz, it looked like a mirror image of himself. Okay, right. and, it was an, and for the MMA enthusiasts and even for the casuals. This is an interesting fight because I know some people, they want to see MMA to, to look like it's Friday night in Oklahoma in some bar, a bunch of Alkies just swinging, you know, so whatever. But even people who are casuals who like to see con like a different kind of engagement were like, wait a second, something's going on here. I want to see this now. And now they're not watching the, the, the match on mute, you know, and partying with their friends. They turn the sound up and they're telling everybody, yo, shut up. You know, shut up. I'm trying to listen, you know, because like you said, the the, the best commentators and play by play people in sports right now um, are the MMA guys yeah. between John Anik, Joe Rogan, Daniel Cormier, uh, um, better than Tony Romo. Sorry, Romo. We love you. And, I, and you found your home in commentating. And he is Romo is the, ki the NFL king right now for, for color commentary. For but the best color, <laughs> the best color commentators and breakdown and have people understand what's going on, specifically in a sport that's not this popular as football where everybody gets it, yeah. are the MMA guys. So big up to Joe Rogan, totally. big up to Dan Cormier. Before we go to the next thing, since we're on the subject matter of MMA, that the main event wasn't wasn't the one that stole the show. Oh man! The it was a double main event. There was another title shot. Joanna jo Jacek against um, uh, Zhang Zhang Wali. Mm -hmm. Zhang Wali is not a very popular fighter, um, and she won the belt in China. Thanks, thank you, Tulsi Gabbard. Wherever you out there, Congressperson Tulsi Gabbard arranged for her to get her work visa so she was able to compete in the United States and make this this title shot possible. She, if you look at her in the picture right there, she's in the back over there on the left. See, see, see where she is, <laughs> right there, saying, "Yep, uh, I did that." <laughs> I so that big woman up, so big up to, to Tulsi Gabbard, who I'm, I'm biased. I'm, you know, I'm gonna say who's my favorite commentator, but Rob, do you agree that this stole the show? Wait, we gotta put it up. Oh, oh God! Oh, jeez! Oh, oh, oh man, look at Joanna! Oh my God, that looks it's like Doctor Jekyll show. and Mister Hyde. It's already stolen this show. So it's probably stole everything. I mean, that is the nastiest. Oof! That makes me never want to step in the ring ever. <laughs> you know, Let's somehow. See, that some, one was, oh my! That was a hematoma. This this is the oh, one that's more real. I don't know. I mean. I swear, I this saw that. This ain't even trick photography like, to make Joe Rogan yeah. look skinnier. That that's that's how it looked, man. Oh my gosh. gosh! Oh, oh! I feel like that's like how do you not stop a fight on that? And then you know these guys get, you know, hit in the you know genital area and can't recover. We want to talk about comparisons too. Or get dropped seven. by a knee and then you know, dude, can't seven. Recover. Exactly. There were actually. This weekend and last weekend, there were a ton of match. Uh, there were like three matches that was I thought was stopped too early, and this one we can agree we can make an argument that was stopped way too late. Way too late. You know, I mean, um, it didn't look like she was really. Yeah. I mean, not saying that she wasn't gonna 
that she not she, that she wasn't going to win the fight. Right. You know what I mean? It was like, a split decision, right? Yeah. They did give they, one judge did give, did, did give it to Joanna 48-47. Um like look at the comparison though. 768 total strikes thrown. Significant strikes. Strikes landed 351 compared to the main event which was a combined 88. So they basically quadrupled. They were rock'em, sock'em robots for two of those rounds. And and a lot of it was highly technical. Uh, good pressing against the cage. Uh, good edu- good educating the audience on what's going against going on against the cage. Again, big up to Joe Rogan. Um, that led to this slugfest of, that turned out to be the best fight I've ever seen in my life until you started seeing the end. And she looked like that was some Jekyll and Hyde. Let's see that picture one more time. Oh, just, 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 so, just so Rob could lose his lunch. Chicky. That's gross. It's like an alien head. Um, take me to your leader. <laughs> she, she said that, I would be her fan. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be like right there. Right take her. it to the orange man. Knock him. Leader. Yep. You're glad you asked because I got someone for you in the White House. Um, so, yeah. so that But that was a match, in my opinion, that, that stole the show. Their ability to take a shot, um, the heart of a champion, and both were deserving of a champion, but there can only be one, mm-hmm. and that night deservingly so, because I had, um, I had, I had Wiley, uh three to two. Yeah, I, you did too. Yeah. I had, a, I had um, her first, first, second, and fourth round. That's what I had. Much closer than I thought it was going to be. Of course, yeah. How about that spinning back fist uh, at the end? That the that's the the last ten seconds. Joanna was like, "I got to do that," but that's what I liked about it. They're like, "Yo, this could go to the judges. I need to do something spectacular just to leave an impression." And she really did the best she can. That's what that's what I mean. Yeah. Again, not to go back to something else we were talking about before, but go ahead. Even if she maybe was a superstar at one point, she lost that superstar. Right? Yep. Yeah. Not, I'm not saying she doesn't have the ability to get back to it, but it doesn't really work like that. You no. know, it keeps going up, and then if it drops off after 30, what is she, 36, 37? Mm-hmm. It's it's hard to get to your to what your peak was before. And I'm right. not saying and you have to reinvent yourself and do all these other things. It's very possible, but it's not always very likely. And that's I'm just saying the difference. Like Anthony Davis got to reinvent himself. Yeah. Letter got to reinvent himself on the Clippers, yeah. like he did on the Toronto Raptors, yeah, and then made Pascal Siakam look like what he's looking like now. It's true. Well, Davis is a different story because the one person that was in his way of getting the ring is his is now his teammate. Okay, yeah. um, with Joanna and Jacek, you that. you think about her losses right now. She has four losses. Look at look at the losses. Valentina Shevchenko, savage. Okay, and Valentina's own weight class, by the way. She moved up to take that fight. She's you ain't beaten. You ain't beaten Valentina unless you're Amanda Nunez, and even then, you right. need help help from the judges. Okay. Right. Um, oh, she rose up Nama units. All right, first one could have been um kind of, could have been kind of fluky because she got caught, but the second time then went five rounds. So when you go five rounds, that's not a fluke. Mm-hmm. Um, so her far losses are two loss two losses to Rose, uh, one to Valentina, which. We just call a wash because, I mean, everyone loses to her. And this one. So her, her career, is, she needs to take some time off, first That's of all. But her saying. career is still not far from over because no. she keeps beating everybody to get there. Like, there's this, you were, we were talking about star, superstar in, the, in these categories. Mm. She's up there. There's the champs. And, yep. and standing side by side without yep. the belt, championship material is Joanna yep. Janjacek. Yep. You know? But, big, but, I, but I hope 
that we could spend more time and talk more about Wally Zhang and her next match. When that, she's going to take some time off too. Yeah. But I hope we could spend more time and get to know her background and this yeah. and that because I don't I don't know a lot about her um, because it just there's an oversaturation of just events in the UFC and you yeah. can't you can only cover so much. Well, the women's game is growing a lot as well, mm-hmm. like very fast. Yeah, you know, kind of like the men's was growing like maybe five six years ago where. It's very new, like you don't know if like the power or the ground game or, yep. and then Nunez is now the real women's champion, you know, kind of like how eh, John Jones maybe, but like probably uh, Adesanya or some, some, you know, the new guys that are like the top rise. Max Holloway was that guy for a yeah. while. Just like the the men's or the women's, like that one person is kind of standing out above everybody else. And this is a great time to have another fight in China too. Oh, it is for that woman. Oh, it is. Let me tell you something. That place, I saw that match. That place well, erupted. Maybe not right now. But. That place erupted. Well, no. I mean, I don't think anybody. I mean, in order for, in order right for now. that to happen now, the coronavirus would have to go away, and she'd have to get better overnight. And she got she her. If you saw her face, she got jacked up too. Like you yeah. have a picture of her. We could do that. Yeah, we could do that too. As we're finishing up on MMA to go to the next topic. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I would love to talk about that. But man, we're trying to do this. We're trying to limit this show to like 50 minutes to an hour so people could actually click on it. So yeah, look at her. She got jacked up too. Mm-hmm. And her eyes aren't half shut because she's Chinese, okay? That's that's just, yeah, she got she got busted up too. But man, the shots that she ate and just kept coming forward. Yeah. Yo, that's, that might be true. I have a soft spot for Rose always, but that might be my new favorite 115er right mm-hmm. there. You know? No, well, no, Karate Heidi. Just her yeah. story, just her story, story and how she got to where sure. we gotta go, and sure. and and her her take being able to take shots too, you know. Um, but mm. yeah. Um, all right, hey, what's up next? Next question: The Nets just fired their head coach Kenny Atkinson, with Kyrie and Kevin playing next year. Is this a dream? Is this a dream job for a head coach? And who is fit for it? Whoever wants to take that's that you, one. Bobby. All right, yeah. Um. I don't know. Uh, hmm. I think it is. A, uh, <laughs> I don't think it's a dream job because Kyrie's getting hurt. Uh, he's getting another surgery. Uh, he's just a ball hog kind of player. Again, kind of back to what I was talking about. I don't think it ever has to do with the coach. I think the more you have consistency in the coaching staff, the better it's going to be in the long run because at least you can see who can be accountable. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really not about what the coach does. Every coach is going to do something different. It's about how you structure your team. Best executive in basketball, Maj. Am I saying this right? Maj. Uh, Maj Taraj. You know, you know I'm talking about. But you know I'm leaning to you on this one, bro. Toronto Raptors <laughs> uh, GM. Best GM in the league. He's gone to literally three different teams and made them cha- championship level teams. Not championship teams, right. but he's the reason why. Toronto Raptors are the, what they are now. Um, but it's just you have to create a good team. I look at their team and, you know, Spencer Dwindle, where is he going to fit in, you know, in, in, in that whole mix? Mm. Uh, they got another tall shooter, you know, where is he going to fit in there? You got Kevin Durant and you got Kyrie Irving. You should be stacked on defense, stacked with young guys, no ball handlers, and just big, 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 or move around and be smart players or really good players. But, like, you just, you're making a team and then saying, oh, well, I'm just going to throw these two guys in there and we got a championship team. But be, be before, before I say what I got to say, um, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Isn't there where a good coach might come into play to see how that could work? A good coach is good, but if you don't got players, there's nothing that's going to happen on the court. You know what I mean? Like, 
their players have been, I'm not saying too much bad about their players, but they haven't had good teams there since they became a franchise. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, since, like, they were the Nets. You know what I mean? Like, they need, like, good, well-based teams. And, of course, a good coach is going to help to create continuity. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have the pieces that a coach is going to be successful with, that's kind of the, the, the issue here, is that they're getting both paid too much money and now, where are your other teams gonna? Where are your other players gonna get their money? You got to go through trades and the draft. The NBA draft is not where you get players from. You know, in the short term, it's yeah. not like football where you can get a superstar and they can be amazing. You know, yeah. it's just it doesn't work that way in basketball. All right. So, yeah. But the last thing is, please, <clears throat> that team has been strapped for money for a very long time since they moved to Brooklyn. Yeah. They've been trying to put teams there so they can get you know, an attraction in a New York Knicks neighborhood. And it's just, <clears throat> they're cash strapped. So they don't really have much flexibility. So they spent all that money on two players. I don't see a team being very successful, but I see great, two great players doing great things together and it's going to be fun to watch, but yeah, a lot of disgruntled, you know, it's going to be a lot of coaching moving around. So I think it's not a dream job for a head coach because it's all going to be on the head coach. It's not going to be Kevin Durant's fault. It's not going to be Terry Irving's fault. The second part of the question, who would be a good coach for it? Just, just uh, if anyone could just get out of their contract. Know. I mean, I know you're not big on hypotheticals, but any 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 Mike coach can get. Dan Tony. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I, you know, they're both shooters. He loves a, a great point guard. They could both point for their teams. And... Mm-hmm. uh yeah, I think he can Seven do a lot foot with six a wingspan too. A Jesus, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, so. Rob. This is a two-part question, so I'm gonna do the first one. Mm-hmm. This is not a dream job. This is a nightmare job for any coach that dares to take this, this whatever. And I'll tell you why. Just recently, um, Atkinson got fired. We know that. Okay, hometown, hometown, hometown uh, person of yours. Okay, hometown. so big up. Um, it is a nightmare job. It is an absolute nightmare job because. The player's demise is what led to Atkinson getting fired. Sources say that the players pushed him out. And you mentioned that it's not like football. You're damn right it's not like football because in the NFL, the NFL is very coach-dominated with the NBA. is very player-dominated. Okay? So if it's a superstar, or, sorry about that, if it's a star player and a coach, um, that one of them has to go is going to be the coach. Totally. All right, where football ain't no way unless unless your star power is is transcended. Where people Actually, that don't even watch football know you, you you ain't going between Brady and Belichick. You know Belichick ain't going. Mm-hmm. Brady's the and Brady's the best quarterback in the history of the game. I mean statistically, and uh, I mean on a real on a real note. So it is a nightmare because you have to have a personality um, powerful enough. Where the players um, are in lockstep, but at the same time are allowed to be themselves, and that, and there's only a handful of coaches in the NBA that that have that. Um, as you know, I'm a volleyball coach, all right. So when I go into a new environment like here, like the West Coast, um, there's Dane Blanton, right? He coaches USC, the Olympic gold medalist. Is John Mayer, multiple time MVP guy. So there are certain things that players, like players that I coach, will react to me. Or, or say to me that they wouldn't dare say to them. Um, and those are the ones that get dealt with and they get set straight. So there's two ways you can coach in the NBA very similarly. They respect you enough where they're not going to do that. 
Or they think you're a crazy motherfucker, okay? Where they're like, okay, this dude's crazy. Let me just do my part and get on with life, okay? I have evolved. Speaking for myself and I'm getting somewhere with this NBA thing, I've evolved into the latter because um, when you do this as long as me, and I've, doing, I've done this longer than Dan, I've done this longer than the people that have star power on the West Coast. When you've done this so long, you're not going to tolerate the disrespect. So when we, either you got to go, you know, maybe they pushing you out because they're not allowed to, to walk all over you until they get the coach they like. Or they have to be so scared of you, they just do their job. And the Nets need a coach like. So So one leads to two. It's a nightmare job unless it's the coach whose personality or whose star power befits their personality. Mike D'Antoni was a pretty good choice. All right. Greg Popovich, that would be a dream job for the that would be a dream position for those players. Because they'd be like, oh, my God, this is a ring. Because when this man coaches talent, we in the finals winning or losing. Mm. So, But you know Pop ain't leaving. Pop is Pop is going to stay a spur. And that's it because they just take care of him, okay? Yeah. Um, and they got, they're got locked down from top to bottom. Yeah. You know, Ge- um, I think someone like George Carl, who um, Carmelo Anthony had a bad thing, a bad breakup with. I like him because you know he'll undress you. And if you get offended, you ain't, you can't do nothing. So he's one of those guys where you might not respect as much as Popovich or even the college coach like um, uh, the guy from Duke. I can't believe Chachevsky. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, really, uh, um, those are players you respect. But Carl is an example of someone that someone fears. You know, if I mess with him, it's gonna come back at me, and he's gonna he's gonna write a book, and I'm gonna be in his book, and I'm gonna be all 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 butthurt about it, and then I'm gonna be a pariah. No team's gonna want to touch me because this dude just outed me. So they need to have a coach where they make who makes the environment uncomfortable enough if they slack off or if they think they want to be their own person, or someone who's star power that magically allows um, them to be themselves and and be in lockstep. Steve, you think Steve Kerr got that problem? Let me let me tell you this. You know? Go ahead. I don't think Steve Kerr has that problem because the reason why uh-huh. is Mark Jackson. How about Mark Jackson? Yes. Woo! You know, he's he's deserved that for Let me tell time. you. Oh my god, talk about we just I just talked about respect and fear. How about how about that guy's both? Yeah. How about that guy's mm. both? Mm. Talks to you like he's your daddy. It's crazy. <sighs> yes. He's just like on you. All the time, yeah. Like he he created Steph and Clay. Yep. You know, and I I must I mean they're players. You know, they do their thing. But yeah, but he's the Clay, kind of guy Clay to be did like not play defense like that before. But he's guys. the kind of guy he can be like Kyrie. Why were you late? Sorry, coach, got caught up in traffic. He'd be like, I don't care if it's your mother's bar mitzvah. Right. You like, come on, Tom. Mean? You understand me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is that is him, and that that rubs millennial players the wrong way. Unless I don't think so. unless see no, but Mark, we were just talking about people that had that that the, whose presence. Requires that demand absent of what generation. So, and, that, well, and that's where we agree. Well, and this is what I'll say is like, um, I think a Mark Jackson does it in such a way uh-huh. to not be, to, to understand that it could be disrespectful if it goes too far. Right. I feel like there's people like George, uh, George Carl. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Carl. Yeah. The Nets coach, guys like him who doesn't matter until you listen. Yep. You know, but those are the guys, the coaches that you fear eventually get fired. The coaches that you respect don't. Like no, George Carl, he won 54 games with the Nuggets, got fired. All right. Um, Gentry, not Gentry. Gentry is the Pelicans coach. The guy from um, the Raptors before Norse came in. Uh, oh, yeah. Dwayne um, Casey. One coach of the year. Yep. Got fired the Next. same year he won coach of the year. Yeah. So these are personalities where I don't, I'm, I'm not, I don't even think someone fears or respects him because he doesn't fit in that category. But those are how easy coaches can be gone in the NBA. And this, like you said, can fall on its butt.
if they don't pick the right guy for this job. Totally. And I think, and I like, oh, ooh, I like Mark Jackson. And I think Kyrie and Kevin were like Mark Jackson. Mm-hmm. That man created the, the, the words. I, you, and I like how you didn't get away with, make me get, let me get away with putting Steve Kerr and be like, hey, 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 hey. Come on now. Hey. Because hey. what are they doing now? And no yeah. offense, like, Mm-mm. they look like trash. And this is, and and just this way. Rob. But in this way, it's like, it's not about the players. It's like the way that they're acting. You know what I mean? Like, they're not, like, we gave Steve Kerr the 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 props because he dealt with all those players and he he made it work with different types of people and everybody got their shots yeah. and good assistant coaching now? staff too you can miss you can if they're shooting twenty four percent from the field yeah okay it's the players they fight though but that's that's but different they, they but fight no but that's di- that's so what you ain't get the talent if you ain't get the talent and you're fighting then then you don't but have the players what's, but what's the talent this is what I'm saying is like, yeah we, okay you can't say that Steve Kerr has a great system or he's done something so trans trans uh trans transition transcended yeah yeah transition uh Central. sorry sorry trans transcended transcended <laughs> mm-hmm. that like he broke the league you know but then uh oh we come back and he doesn't have the players and where's the system you right know, it's just about playing tough defense like anybody can just play tough defense yeah. you know there's a ton of coaches out there like um God, man. Uh, Nate McMillan. He was the coach all the time. It was just defense, defense, defense. Mm-hmm. And his Portland teams did great until a point where they had to beat teams by scoring. Yeah. And this talented is what I'm saying. teams, too. And that's what I'm saying is like, I don't care that they're not talented. Mm-hmm. Why aren't they shooting? You right. You know, like, why aren't they open? Like, you don't. NBA is not like a combine thing where you're faster than me, you're going to beat me. You know, it's not yeah. like that. It's when that's in transition, but that's only if you miss your shot. You know, so you like, there's just like a chess game to basketball. It's not just like go up and down, keep running. I'm bigger than you. I'm better than you. LeBron makes it look like that, but everybody else has to play the five man game. You're gonna weave. You're gonna stay out. You're gonna pick. I'm gonna curl. You know all this other stuff. And yeah. you know that's the well, nuance I, of the game that I'm saying. Where is that for the Warriors? That right. needs to be prevalent. Right. Before. And the reason why we even brought up the Warriors is because I thought the one thing that they had in common is win or lose, they were fun to watch because they fight. You don't you don't see. I mean, they make dumb fouls. They make dumb moves because in, in conjunction with having all of these, you 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 lose your top three players basically to injury or trade uh and draymond you know he'll get, he'll get he, he ain't gonna be there all game <laughs> you know if he gets if he gets frustrated he, he gets kicked out but the one thing they had in common is they they fight before Kyrie irving and durant joined the nets they made the playoffs last year you know why because those guys balled every play if you beat them you earned every point you had against them and that's why i'm concerned about my my new team the nets to make sure that they have the proper chemistry to go with this the, this five star talent that they have with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant four star talent and yeah. five star talent yeah agreed <laughs> all right so <laughs> So I guess Miranda was tired of hearing all this. She stepped out. <laughs> we, we gotta, <laughs> so um, let's our, our next. Actually, let's. Um, we have something uh, for the people listening. We have something called the tail end. So we 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 usually do true and false first, but we're going to do true and false after that um, because of um, uh, logistical reasons. So mm-hmm. let's do the tail end first. We got yeah. this coronavirus canceling a whole bunch of events. Uh, Indian Wells. 
mm-hmm. which uh, for the people that don't watch the Grand Slams is one of the big, biggest tournaments of the year internationally. Indian Wells in California, they just canceled the tournament. Harvard versus Yale just canceled their um, um, NCAA conference uh, finals, I believe those are the two teams that are supposed to play each other. Right. Uh, students from Harvard were encouraged to stay on spring break and not come back from spring break. Rob, yeah, how big a deal is this? This 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 coronavirus is this is this um, thing for real? Like on the, on that level? So I definitely kept my eyes on it. Um, the thing is, uh, from all information from all sides, and I'm not saying it's none of it's misinformation, but um, I've just heard that. You know, it's like the flu. It's a lot more dangerous than the flu, but it's something that I think eventually, you know, come five, ten years down the road that, you know, we're going to all just have had already. And, you know, it's just going to kind of be a part of everyday life. Like we don't even still know like the flu, like we've had we have vaccines for it. Yeah, it's still a viral infection. It's still we have antiviral medication, but a virus is what it is. You know what I mean? It's how it how it you know grows in your system is just it's it's just a part of it so it has to go through you and then when it's done you know you will always have those antibodies in you and so i just i think that it's the smart move you know to close you know stadiums and to keep everybody away from each other until they get you know everything contained and there's a progress on understanding what's going on and because it's we also have to understand we're on a planet. You know what I mean? Like we're we're <laughs> yep. you know beings and species on a planet that's always changing. So you know I, I don't want to go into you know the environment and stuff, but yeah, everything's changing at yeah. all times. So Greg just um texted us. Greg Faulkner, Cal Northridge assistant coach for men's volleyball, and consummate SmackDown pro, um or SmackFest pro said Dartmouth College uh, cancel their softball season as well, and a lot of schools are are. Just, I guess, I don't know if they're Skyping their courses. I think that would be a rather brilliant idea to Skype, to Skype some of the lectures. That would be ideal for the, you know, for people to continue to get their education at the same time, be safe. Um, and I don't know a lot about this virus. I'm going to talk about it maybe more. Maybe Brandon Clemens is coming on the show tomorrow. And I want to know if, the, I want to know if the virus is airborne. And I want to know if that's how it's spreading, or if it's just a contact thing, or just um, pure all hand sanitizer sold out everywhere you go. Go to CVS. I can't even get hand. I only wanted one. I didn't need to stock up like, like you know, like the not like the Z Germans are coming. <laughs> yeah, but you got so, a little extra, yeah. you know. All right, so. cool. So we um, covered the coronavirus, and we got Miranda back in the room to finish us off with true or false. My homie, she had had to step out. Not everybody has a big bladder, people. <laughs> that was it, broke, me this it broke on the flight here. Oh, that my was God. Me this weekend. Just, <laughs> we had some yeah. rough, rough plane rides. All right. We're going to start off the true and false. Are you guys ready? Let's do it. Okay. First one. Houston Rockets will beat the Knicks and the Hornets, but not the Clippers. Those are the three games this week. True or false? You want to first? True. I see them winning. Um, they lost. They previously lost to the Knicks. They're gonna come in with a fury. Um, Hornets. I, don't, I mean, come on. And um, Clippers. Clippers. You know, need, um, they need to get back on the saddle. I mean, if I want to be right, I'd say true. But I kind of want to 
say false. I think the Knicks are going to beat them again. I saw the Knicks win the other day. <laughs> I saw them win the other day. You know? Mill. I guess Mills got those boys playing, huh? The, mm. the interim, huh? Got mm. that? Got them boys playing. They He better. Yeah. I mean, I just... I well, like, there are two revenge opportunities, right? Because they recently uh, lost to the Clippers uh, uh, right. recently. And Go ahead. Okay. But yeah, I mean, I just think that, you know, the Rockets ain't going to last doing what they're doing. <clears throat> All right, next one. From March 14th on, Tom Brady will dominate the headlines. True. True. I don't know if it's March 14th. I think it's the probably the 18th. But Tom Brady, um, that's when he's going to start talking to people as far mm-hmm. in regards to free agency. And that is all we're going to hear about in the NFL. And I, and I feel awkward talking about it again. They're not even in season <laughs> right now. But true, true, true. What's so funny is it's so true because he literally, like there's a, there's a segment on ESPN on which team, and they're going through all 31 teams yeah. about how Tom Brady would look on their team. And none of them look bad. Honestly, I mean, like like projections rebuild. say, they'll always have. They're just gonna have a better win loss record. Have a better team. Yeah, you know, you, you're gonna either rebuild your team, you're gonna teach your new quarterback a better, you know, routine, or you're gonna be going to the playoffs, or you're gonna be maybe getting to the echelon of the Super Bowl. You know, it's like it all looks good. So Tom Brady's on the way up. All right, cool. Next one. True or false? Dak Prescott's new offer is 33 million with 105 million guaranteed. He should take it. False. I mean, he's he's got he's listen. He's already oh, beat he's already beaten everybody else's guaranteed money. Ryan, oh, Russell Wilson, but you know what? As long as <laughs> as long as they keep going, going, I say he goes a little bit more and then stops from there. James Dolan and Jerry Jones don't listen to this man. Why are you paying this man thirty three million dollars? Are you kidding me? Get this guy out of town. You can pick up any one of the quarterbacks that are free agents this year and yeah. have a better season. That is an emphatic chew on Rob's and part. <laughs> pay half the money. Are you kidding me? And it's guaranteed 105. Are you kidding me? I'm saying he should eventually take the money, but I think if he held out this long, it wouldn't hurt to hold out a little bit longer. I thought that they didn't. Uh, we'll talk about this after. No, he turned down the 33, but the, the 105. Thought, no, but the 105 guaranteed was an extension. didn't guarantee of that. anything. Well, I thought that was like the first. Maybe if you're pulling Antonio before. Brown, of course you lose your guarantee, okay? Yeah, but no, I was saying I thought they didn't guarantee anything. I got to look that up and we're going to talk about it another time. Definitely. Time. But for now, oh, you man. say true and I say false. True, absolutely. Let's true. go. Get his money. Next one. Teddy Bridgewater is a free agent but should stay with the Saints. I got to go with true. I don't see Drew Brees playing one or two more seasons. He's going he's gonna to have one of the top five coaches in the NFL if he stays there. Stay. I know, I know his time is now, and I and I, I respect that. But he can land somewhere where he, he ain't, where he's not, where his strengths are not going to play to the needs of that certain program, and it's a big, big risk if he leaves. It could look, it could pay off too. But where? Yeah. Talk to me, Rob. True or false? Um, well, he has the choice. So I, when he sees that money, and I think he's going to get money from a team, you know, maybe like a Detroit, or maybe like a Miami. You know, mm. you know, trying to just not have to spend a draft pick on a quarterback right away. Bridgewater is a fit for Miami, though, right? Good fit. Yeah. Miami, okay. Warm weather, same area, played in college. You know. So you're going with true or false? Um, I'm going with true. He should stay, but I really hope he doesn't, um, because I'd love to see him somewhere else. Give him yeah. a chance because the Minnesota Vikings just was not for him. Not you, and you lose your relevance not being on the field really quick in the mm-hmm. NFL, man. And that that means a lot to that means a lot for your contract it's and your true. free agency. Because he can yeah. do maybe like a short contract somewhere else. I would love to see yeah. that. Cool. Okay. True or false? John Jones should fight Dan Cormier next. 
Dan Cormier said he was going to retire a year ago. Said he was done. March. This is March last year. And I think this time he really means it. And I would, um, I'm going to go with True. I'm going to see that run back, even though Johns doesn't owe Daniel Cormier a damn thing. Absolutely false. Yep. Absolutely false. For, that, for that reason, could be false. Dan Cormier is done. Yeah. Get him out. Please don't yeah. hurt nobody. Okay. I mean yourself. Yep. All right, next one. Russell Wilson is the best top five quarterbacks no one talks about. Best top two quarterbacks no one talks about. I don't know I'm gonna I'm go a, I'm gonna go a best. I'm gonna go true with you. Best top yeah. two, man. I mean, he's in a small market town. Small Even market. won a Super Bowl. Got to a second one. His quarterback rating and his and his and his completion percentage his first five first five years shat, shattered every record. If this man was a New York Jet, if he's a New York Giant, if he were a Dallas Cowboy, they'd be having statues of him right now. Absolutely, one hundred percent true. Next question. Absolutely. True or false, if Tom Brady is not with the Patriots, the Bills are the team to beat in the AFC East. That's your question. <laughs> Come on. I'm biased. True. 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 No, and the Miami the Dolphins ain't going to beat them. The Jets are. Sam Darn. I ain't no USC quarterback going to beat the Buffalo Bills. Really and a lot of the fact they got year. Josh Norman from Washington. I know. They got Norman to, to solidify yeah. an already stout defense, a quarterback that doesn't beat himself, and a running game with Singletary is only running more downhill. Got to go with the only thing that they only lost two games in, in their conference, and that, that, of course, was the Patriots. And they still got to the playoffs. So that means not only are they beating everybody else outside of their conference rival, now they have a chance to beat their conference rival absent of their best player, but still with gotta remember you still got that coach you know looking like the emperor from return of the jedi with his hoodie but gotta go with true i mean i'll go with true because that is just the worst division in football outside of the two teams we it is about. the worst division this is i mean the giants and i mean the nfc east have been one of the worst they've been football. the nfc least yeah, yeah. They, they're probably the worst but i'm gonna say you guys are right there with us because Man, the Jets have been bad forever. The Redskins, bad forever, you know, on our side. The Bills, I'm not trying to be mean, but they've been bad forever, too. I'm glad they had a good season this year. Yeah. I like I like blue and red. I like those colors. Yeah, red, red white, and blue. What's up? Know. So, I don't mind. Uh, I, I would say true. I would say true. All right, cool. All right, true or false? Kansas City is going back to the Super Bowl. Ooh, false. True. true. Yeah. <laughs> we sing, damn, we singing two different true. karaoke songs. True. All right, I gotta go true. with false. I got, I think the Ravens under the, under the good leadership and then pretty good defense um, are gonna are gonna finish are gonna fix what they was what was broken. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Nah, okay. Mm-mm. Maybe I'm maybe just in, I'm just in the moment, man. But Patty Mahomes. That's something next. That's, that's next level. That's and, the person you give. Again, but that's the person you give your 105 guarantee to. Exactly. <laughs> and again, mm-hmm. a great organization yep. from top down. Yes. From top down. A, yeah. a passionate top level and then a, a, a dedicated mid-level. You know, yeah. Andy Reid being the, the head coach and kind of the, you know, in facto GM. Yeah. He does, you know, it's Andy Reid, man. He has real t- control, and now he actually has players that can. Donovan McNabb, that was the reason why. You know, yep. he was just the X factor, and then you got another X factor in T.O. Yeah. Coach doesn't got to be that guy, so great Andy. to see Andy Reid. Yeah, you're right. With a top top three coach, top two quarterback. Yeah, yeah. nah, he is the Look, one. Look, I say it falls, but I ain't. I'm not prepared to 
fight with you on this one. We talking about Reed and Mahomes for Christ's sakes. Yeah. All right, listen, for my fans, for all the fans watching us, thank you for tuning in. And we're, I apologize emphatically. This is supposed to be like a 50-minute show, but there's some things that require running over. And um, we're both big MMA enthusiasts. And of course, you know, we got to finish with the big three. We, you know, we ain't talk about baseball much, but we're going to cover that next week, okay? Yeah. For all of you at home, for Miranda, my hostess with the Moses, where you at? Say, okay. And for my guy, Rob, keep it McLean. McLean, I am Jason DeBellius. And I say, Come check out, out the Option Podcast on OptionDB.com. It's also available on iTunes and Spotify and on YouTube under the NY Varsity Sports Handle. You're going to love what you hear.